Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Hello, everybody. It's May 6th. Joel here. Another episode of The Bass Report. We got Ryan Cook, as usual, talking about the mother load. Uh, we are doing a Q&A tonight at his request. Uh, they're always fun. I uh, got a bunch of good questions for you guys, so from you guys. So thank you. We'll be covering that. Um, of course, we have a report on what's going on. It's been going on up there. It's getting warm, catching them all different types of ways. That's what I really love about this time of year. I and mean, you can catch them so many different ways, and um, you can really hone in and get some confidence in, in things that maybe you're not you're not so good at, or that I'm not so good at. So it's it's great. Uh, yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. I got pizza got pizza coming so we as we're as we're recording this i'm just waiting for the pizza to come so I'm hungry let's get to this podcast get it over with so i can eat see you i don't know how to put this but i'm kind of a big deal well, i'm the best there is plain and simple i mean i wake up in the morning i piss excellent gator don't play no shit you, you feel me gator never been about that never never been about playing no shit come children let me tell you a tale about ships and whales. Yo, yo, yo. Looking for the Sturgeon Slayer. See there? Hold, hold on one second. Diana! Yeah! <laughs> Just kidding. What's happening, bro, Cephas? What's going on, man? Just sat down on the couch. Just uh, got everything put away for the day, and... I got Miss, I got Diana Marie here. We are, say hi. Hi, Joel. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Looks like a good trip. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. Yeah, we had a great time, dude. It was awesome. We want to go back right now. It's funny because I had just planned a, a, before you guys, like two days before, I was asking my wife, like, where do you want to go with the kids? And uh, we lived in Monterey for like two years. So I was like, well, let's go back. Um, So that's where we're going on Sunday. Nice. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. I didn't realize how much stuff there is to actually do around there, you know? Yeah, and then it's even better when there's no COVID because there's even more to do, but yeah. Um, they're not they're not yelling at me too bad for not wearing a mask around now, so that's cool. Well, that I'm going cool. during the week too, like no, you know, no traffic, no crowds. Nah, absolutely. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, great, man. Glad you guys had a good it time. Catching some big old sturgeon. Dude, it was awesome. Oh, like we're rolling, huh? Oh, we're rolling. Oh, we're there. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. We got to stick a big old well, here, I'm gonna, we got to stick a big old sturgeon. We went out with my buddy Kyle Wise. Um uh, it, yeah, just just an awesome experience. If you've never if you guys have never got to pull on one of those things, you need to hit him up and, and go check him out for sure. This guy's good and those fish pull hard and they are absolutely delicious if you want to bring one home. My goodness. And it was dude, it was it was a big it was a big fish. What that way? Oh, um, you know what? We didn't actually get a weight on it. It was it was fifty nine and a half inches long, and that's tip of the nose to the inside fork of the tail. Um, total length it was probably another what ten on top of that. So you're looking at you know like a seventy inch fish. Um, Kyle estimated it estimated it at eighty to ninety pounds. Yeah. Yeah. That, those things just look like prehistoric monsters. 
straight underwater are. estuary and dragons. They are. Uh, I mean, that fish was probably here. I, I just went off speakerphone, so if, if the if the volume changes, just FYI. Yeah, you're just messing uh, up over here. It's fine. Keep yeah, I, I, I try to keep you on your toes. Yep. <laughs> um, I mean, that fish is, you know, probably between 60 and 80 years old, you know? Yeah, crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah, but we had a great time, though. Right on, man. Well... Um, we decided Next time Diana's reeling her a big one in. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. Well, she got one. You know, I've never been sturgeon fishing. I already reeled me a big one. Yep. <laughs> yep. You, you got to go, but you know what? Actually that, that would be a really fun trip for me and you to plan. Just go with him. You know, I mean, and split it and just go have a blast. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm down. I mean, it's something that I've always wanted to do. It just never, never materialized. I'll either go off for, for lingcod or, or rockfish or salmon or, or something else, you know? It's just not something I've ever... I don't really know any lot of people that do it, so... I don't know. They, uh, they pull a little bit harder than a bass. I can imagine. And what's crazy, dude, it, it, it's this giant long fish that, that literally feeds on the bottom, lives most of its life on the bottom, unless it's slack-tied, you know, and they suspend a lot. But, uh, dude... This thing, as soon as I hooked it, I mean, before I even really got tight on it, I just got the rod out of the rod holder, you know, the balance beam thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it, it, it went airborne like six, seven foot out of the water. <laughs> Absolutely well, nuts. No, that's crazy. And I have seen, I've seen videos of that where, and for how big they are, it's amazing. They can get up and they straight get out of the water. Oh yeah. It's, they're a very, very athletic fish. That's too cool. Unlike me but yeah <laughs> don't sell yourself short there there buddy so i i've been uh thinking hey 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 what do you say why don't we do a little q a you know what i'm saying yeah and that's what we got today um it's a q a it's a q a day um so, so okay. and you've got i just way- got done hanging out at the bay you did <laughs> I, I don't have any other no, ones Ryan. i don't have any other ones i tried uh came up blank you're waiting for uh, a new boat. Hey, hey. Yes, I'm literally waiting on the phone call right now. Um, well, not the phone call. Uh, hopefully a text message so I don't have to click over during this conversation. But, uh, yeah, I bought a new used boat, so I'm, I'm pretty stoked. It, it, it's a nice little upgrade from what I've been running. Yeah, it's a really clean. I love the, I, I don't know, I'm partial to white white boats. I'm excited for the white boat because, believe it or not, as you've seen, they don't, you would think opposite, but they don't show the dirt as well. They look pretty clean almost all the time. No. Oh, well, your your boat is clean all the time, but mine, it usually seldom no. ever is. It is not right now, but you're right. It is, uh, it, it, it looks like you're a much better boat owner than you probably are because it is, it stays, it stays, it looks a lot cleaner than it is for sure. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I like it. Yep, I'm excited for that. All right, well, you want to you want to do a, a quick rundown on how it's been, what the bite's been like. It looks like you guys killed them. Was that today or yesterday? That was today. We had a good day, man. We caught forty, fifty fish. We had like seventeen pounds. Um, Don Pedro's been good. Pedro's been fun. Kind of a similar report to last week. Not a whole lot's changed. Um, good, good topwater bite a scattered good topwater bite 
uh, you got to get some wind or you got to get fish pushing bait. But if you find it, it's there. Um, great, great bite on the main lake still. All the steeper stuff, main lake points, secondary points. Throw your Ned rigs, your Nico rigs, your jigs, your tubes, your drop shots. Um, we caught a few on a glide bait, a 168S waiver this week. We, we had some fish on a rip bait. Um, you know, just, just kind of all over the board. I have not been to McLaren. I haven't been to Maloney's. I've, I've been living at Pedro. And then uh, today we actually ran up to a little, you know, um, a smaller mother load lake. I really hate to mention names on the smaller ones, but we just ran up to a smaller mother load lake, you know, and, and the bite's great up there. Real similar bite, you know. There's a lot of fry garters. Uh, we caught them on, on, you know what? I'll just say it's not the end of the world. We went up to Salt Springs Valley Reservoir. Everybody knows about it. it, it it's a, it's a popular little lake and the bite was fun. You know, uh, we caught, we caught frogfish. We caught buzzbait fish. We caught, uh, choppo fish with, you know, just like the whopper plopper. Mm-hmm. Um, we caught chatterbait fish, spinnerbait fish and cinco fish and drop shot fish. So it was kind of like pick your poison type of thing. I did not, I mean, I didn't bring my rip bait box with me. Unfortunately, I just forgot it. I went out with some client slash friends in their boat. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things you go in somebody else's boat, you almost always forget something. I forgot the rip bait box. But had I had a rip bait box, we could have literally kicked the wood to him, dude. It would have been on fire. Well, I mean, it already was, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't leave home without, without the rip bait box. I mean, I, I've I've become very partial to throwing the jerk bait as often as I as I possibly can. I really like fishing that bait, especially when you have, you have you'll have a day when you'll just absolutely annihilate them, and then, and then you'll go back. It could be the next day, and it's just not there, and you're just like, "What is going on here?" But it's always something yeah. now that I always keep tied on. I always have it on deck because if it's if it's there, and they won't hit. Sometimes it won't hit anything else, but you can just have a day with that with that jerk bait. When they get on that jerk bait, it, it, there's very, very few baits that you can load the boat with as quickly as you can with a jerk bait. Mm-hmm. And I've still, you know, it's funny. My whole life that I can think of, other than one big spot, I've got like a seven-two spot on a rip bait from McClure back in the day. But um, other than that, I, I've never really caught a real big one on a rip bait. But man, I mean, it, it, it is a fun bait to throw. You know, I, I mean, a real big one. A lot of four, five, six pounders. You know, but I just saw um, Western Outdoors just posted a uh, photo of a guy who caught like a ten or an eleven at Dixon down in Southern California, San Diego. I think Dixon's way down there, San Diego. Um, yep, on a, on a jerk bait, and it's like for me, I'm always like, how did he keep that thing pinned? <laughs> it's like because that's the one thing about jerk, jerk baits, bait. man. Tough. He, dude, he probably caught it on a big old giant swim bait or something. He's like, yeah, jerk bait. Yeah, who knows? But. The one thing is, with real quick, we're going to go into coaching mode here real quick. With a rip bait, um, unless you're buying a real high quality rip bait, you know, like a Mega Bass, Lucky Craft has decent hooks. But man, you you change those hooks out. Um, no, you swap you swap you, out those Mega Bass hooks. First thing you do. The Mega Bass hooks are sticky sharp, though. I like those, but they they bend very easily. I wait till you see. I got a picture. Of, I don't know how it happened. It goes against the laws of physics, but I got a huge bite. Fish was on for a second and then gone. Now the second to last hook, the hook in the middle and the hook in the back mm-hmm. were interlocked with each other. 
and there was no way to get right. them apart. Now, huh. it's it just the way that it was. I showed a couple people, and they're like, "How did that? Even, how does that even happen?" Like weirdest thing. Now, I'm not saying that's the fault of the hooks. It was just really strange. But I've and I and I'm I usually fish fish jerk baits with a like a shorter medium light spinning rod a lot like like Zaldane does that. I like doing that. It's easier for me. Um and so it's I'm not using a real heavy rod and I've already I've been out the hooks on mega bass a couple times. Now the the KVD the yeah. Strike King ones yeah. the stock hooks I've never had an issue with the same size fish. So that's that's right. just my experience. There's my anecdotal experience from the last right. like, month. Well, there you go. But they are sharp. They're sharp as hell. Um, yeah, they're they're sticky sharp. What's crazy to me, man? You throw a rip bait, or well, we've talked about it before, but a rip bait, top water bait, whatever, with those sticky sharp hooks. How many fish can slap at that thing and still not get a hook? I can't even tie one on without getting two of them in my hand. <laughs> right? You know? Exactly. I was like. If it's like a big enough fish, it's like I go back and forth on it. Do I want somebody to net it or not? Because of the, all the hassle it's going to be to get the thing out the net. Right. Once it's landed. Yep. Then really quick, let me jump back here because I did get off, off track a little bit. I have not been to McClure at Maloney's, but I got a, I got a report for you. Um, similar bite at McClure. Actually, the bite at McClure and Pedro are real similar right now. Um, so, again, throw your topwater baits. Stay shallow. No need to go deep. I'm sure you could start catching a few bigger fish, probably deep if you wanted to, but the numbers are so good shallow. There's no need to deep. There's no need to fish deeper than about 20 right now. And then um, up at Maloney's, my cousin was up at Maloney's the other day on what Sunday. Sunday they were up there. Um, they got on a good topwater bite first thing in the morning, sucked some pretty decent fish. He said they caught fish all day long, a lot of them, but after, after that morning topwater bite, and they were just in one – pocket small cove pocket whatever you want to call it uh, you know about halfway up the lake up in the up in the narrows um after the morning topwater bite it was real hard to catch quality he said they only had a few fish up to two and a half pounds and they caught a ton of them so mm-hmm. yeah basically if you go to the lakes right now throw your topwater in the morning if you get some wind in the afternoon throw your topwater other than that if you want to have some fun pick up your plastic of choice as long as it's not too big and you're going to go have a blast just about anywhere on the lakes that you go. Yeah, buddy. Yes, sir. And that's the scoop friends. All right. Um, sorry. I, I, I have been listening of course, but I've also been writing down and getting us all ready here for the, for the Q and a, because no, I'm, I'm used to you not paying attention. To me, so so did, like instead of getting these things ready ahead of time, um, I just do it during the podcast. I figure that's we like to work on the fly that's, here. That's professional, right? Um, so, yeah, we got some good ones. Um, let's start with our buddy Fidel Landeros because I talked to him the other day. What's happening, Fidel? Fidel. Um, so he's look. He's thinking um, he's got some some tournaments coming up, some smaller tournaments at some smaller lakes up there, like like we've talked about. Um, he was wondering. Uh, He's going to be doing a night tournament. What do you like to fish at night out there as the as the weather warms up? You know, in the in the coming weeks, months. Um, you know what? I'm not the best night fisherman. Um, well, that I I fished three night tournaments. Come on, buddy. So I I fished. I I don't do it a lot. I should say. I very much understand it. I get it. I got a lot of buddies that do it. 
I'm not going to lie. I get a little weirded out being in a boat at nighttime. Um, just because a lot of guys really, really fly and they don't care. And I, I'm scared to get hit in the water, but, um, I fished three night tournaments. I won one, took second, and then got my butt kicked in one. So I've done okay at nighttime. But I don't fish. I don't really throw any different baits or different colors than I do during the daytime. Um, everybody always tries to say, oh, you got to throw black at nighttime. Throw dark colors. Well, the, the bait fish in the crawdads don't change color at night, so why should my bait, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, as far as, if right now on our mother load lakes, to keep it simple, on the mother load lakes or the, the lakes around here if you want to go out and get you a big one right now this time of year go out throw you a big bulky jig at nighttime and locations are are pretty similar to where they're going to be during the day right now um nighttime almost 12 months out of the year i don't ever like to fish deeper than about 15 foot of water i don't feel the need to especially if you're targeting bigger fish um if I was going out right now, let's give you a five bait lineup for, for bigger fish. Well, if, if you're fishing at night, I don't even like to go for numbers. I want to get a big one cause that's prime time to get them. So number one, I love throwing a big wake bait, big AC minnow, big MS slammer. Um, you know, the seven, eight inch, uh, definitely not anything real small on that. <clears throat> um, I like throwing a whopper plopper or a Berkeley Choppa, whichever one you like. I like that one, it's the 130 size, right, Joel? That's that's like your standard is the 130. I believe it's right in there, yeah. I haven't thrown one yeah, of those. I, I always get the numbers confused. Mm-hmm. But your standard size Whopper Plopper, everybody says you got to throw black at nighttime. I throw solid white. Um, does just fine. I would have a Texas Rig Worm on, a bigger Texas Rig Worm. Uh, a 10-inch Power Worm is great at nighttime, super old school. 10 inch like a plum power worm is 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 money berkeley power worm if you don't know what they are look them up a lot of scent i do think the scent does kind of help a little bit at nighttime i'm not much of a scent guy but it's definitely not going to hurt you um spinnerbait and i am not much of a crankbait guy but this time of year at nighttime you got to have a crankbait tied on um i really like to get a strike king like an 8xd not the 10xd that thing's just too much dang work for me Put an 8XD, but throw it up shallow and just dredge the bottom of that thing and plan on losing some or getting lure knocker because you're going to need it. Mm-hmm. If I'm going for numbers, I'm going to throw the same stuff I do during the day. Good old tube, good old Ned rig, you know, drop shots, great at nighttime. They eat all the same stuff, you know. As far as location for big ones, I really like being around big, big rock, big, big shallow rock at nighttime is money. Yeah, buddy. It's money. That's right. Okay. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Is that it for the for the nighttime? Yeah, that's. Did that answer his question? I think that answered a couple, probably quite a few people's questions out there. There we go. Solid. Well done. Thanks, Coach. Next question. <laughs> this is from this is from my man uh, Marine Para down south in Lancaster, Holla. Um, He's actually up, he's actually thinking about coming and going fishing with you because um, he knows he can't believe how much better I've got since I, you've rubbed off so much that he's like, I got to come all the way up from Southern California to go fishing with this guy because there's no way that that, that chump Joel uh, could have figured this all out by himself. So 
That is, is that exactly what he wrote, word for word? No, no. Well, no. Close. <laughs> no I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding, buddy. <laughs> so what he actually wrote was, um, I was just giving you a backstory. Um, when does the bike get tough? Because I want to plan a trip to come up there before it does. So wh- when do you expect these fish to start moving off and that summer suspension bite or, or lack thereof uh, to happen? Well, so you know what? That, that I cannot answer. A lot of that has to do with what the water level is doing, um, coming up, going down, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, man, I, I want to say usually August, it starts to get a little bit tougher, but again, I, I've seen some great, great bites in August. I mean, we had, you know, some top water trips in August, not this last one, but the August before that at Lake McClure, and I'm not making this up. I've got pictures to prove it. I mean, we had four trips in a row within a two-week stretch. Now, this is before I started guiding or just, yeah, just before I started guiding. Um, we had two-week, two, in a two-week stretch, four trips in a row where we put a boat, a fish in the boat, over nine pounds on top water. And we had a couple others come unbuttoned that would have been like two in that range, you know. Um, the other thing is I've seen August be brutally tough to get a bite sometimes. So, if he wants to come out before the bike gets tough, I mean, right now we're booked. We're booked about halfway through July. I've got about six, seven more days in July. I could book. We're booking into August, but uh, it's September, October get get kind of rough, kind of weird. But you can still have some really good days in September, October. There's really never a time on our lakes when the bike gets brutally tough, as far as like a certain month or a certain season. We have some tough days throughout the month. 12 months out of the year. But if I was going to say my, let's be honest, my least favorite time to fish is going to be August, September, October. But we catch a lot of, we we usually see a lot of our bigger fish that time too. Mm. If you want to come out when the bite's wide open, um, well, and there's never a guarantee, but you want to come out and have some fun where where we put a lot of numbers in the boat, a lot of better quality fish. Generally speaking, you want to come out, April and May and mid October through, through the winter time is, is money, but man, I can't, I can't say when it's going to get tough because a lot of months when I think it's going to be great, it gets tough. A lot of months when I think it's going to be tough, it, it, it's off the hook. So our lakes can be real unpredictable here. Well, there you go. Um, the Sorry, it was kind of a vague answer, so but that's the best I can do on that, that up with, um, I don't know. Next question. That would have been quicker, huh, bud? <laughs> but I like that. That's no, not in my there was, but it's it's not about the destination. The destination in that question would have been I don't know. But you t- you always take us on a journey, even if it's a even if it's a very simple answer. You're going to take us on a journey, and now we all got you to, know we got to right. picture like nine pounders top water. You know, that's what it's all. That's Dude, what it's all nine about. pounders on top water never sucks. That's what it's all about. Yeah, no, it seems like everybody there is, and this is a perfect segue. Um, very professional into the next question, but everyone's, I think everyone's got top water on the, on the brain right now. Like everyone knows it's like, it's either already kind of here and it's going to get better or they haven't gotten theirs yet. And they're, they're ready for that top water bite. I know you have, you've been, oh, oh been, yeah. you've been doing okay. Throwing the, throwing your stick baits and your walking baits. Um, and I've, I've been, and I've said this in the last couple of podcasts, but I've been throwing that buzz bait like 
just waiting and it, it's starting to pay it's starting to pay dividends so oh yeah it's that time um so you and kennedy our buddy you and kennedy asked uh if you got to go with one or the other a popper or a big spook i'm not a popper guy i cannot stand throwing a popper now i i know it's effectiveness i have seen it in action, I have had nights, and man, the popper is a great, great bait in the evening time, right? Right as the sun's going down. Um, I have, I've had my pants just had the pants kicked right off of me. People throwing a popper in the boat, and I still won't throw one because to fish it effectively, you have to have a lot of patience, a lot of pauses. Um, not always, but for the most part. So I'm going to take a big spook all day, every day. But the difference is when I'm throwing a spook versus a popper. I can have my trolling motor on 60, 70, 80, burning down the bank with that spook, and I'm going to cover literally, you know, 20 times more water than I can throw in a popper. So that's that's just my nature, what I like to do. But um, Ewan, you know, he's a good buddy of mine. Um, he, he's got a little bit more patience, that kind of stuff. My best advice is have them both tight on all the time. Yep. Do that. And so, yeah, and my brother-in-law, Austin, we're going to bring him up because it was pretty funny this last week, um, throwing the throwing the buzzbait around, and he's like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, he's throwing the jig or he's doing the things that he's comfortable with. And after I got the second one on, he's like, okay, maybe I'll give it a try. And then he gets one. <laughs> right. And we get further down, I'm like, see all the water? We're like just covering more water. He likes to fish really slow, and I don't. I like to move. You know, I mean, there's times where you can't do that, but if I have my way, I'd rather be moving. Uh, that's just me i'd rather cover water but he put that thing in a bush and 9 a.m his ass was in the water <laughs> swimming to get it because i couldn't get there <laughs> and he was the one that didn't want to throw a buzz bait huh and, 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 and yeah and, and by 9 a.m he's like i can't lose that that's the that's the one i've been catching him on <laughs> that's the that's the juice right there that's the bait so he had to get his ass in the water and get it so um yeah that just it just goes to show right you can you can, you can Are you guys throwing in. that buzz bait on braid? Oh yeah, yeah. That a boy. Yes, sir. The the Brayback buzz baits. I like those. Oh, Michael Brayback. Yeah, that's a that's a really really good guy. He makes a heck of a buzz bait. It's a good buzz bait. I really like it. Um, Try his double buzz too, but he makes a good double buzz. Trust me, I'm I've already, I'm already eyeing it. It's gonna it's probably yep. gonna be gonna be botten here soon. That's it. Moving on. Rodriguez Trent. Moving on. I'm, I'm guessing this is Trent Rodriguez, but his his Instagram handles Rodriguez Trent. Um, I actually he, met him at Lake McSwain not too long ago. There yeah. There you go. There you go, dude. Your your mind's like a steel trap. Anybody you meet, just I remember. Diana would disagree with you, but certain <laughs> things I do remember. But people you meet when you're fishing. Oh yeah. Locked up. Got it locked up. Especially the youngsters, man. That's yeah. So they always leave an impression. Yeah. So he's leaving. Uh, he's asking about uh, summer lures. So what are your? What are you, I mean, as we get into the middle of summer, what are we doing? Oh, it, again, it depends on what the water levels doing, man. Because there's so much of it. But um, so I'm gonna. Well, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, we've covered a lot of this, but like, I'm gonna give some really, really good stuff up right here. Uh oh! This is like really, really good, and I probably shouldn't do it. I'm gonna. It might come back to bite me, but the censorship button, right? The the beep, beep, beep. Um, 
I'll, I'll do that thing where I'm acting like the phone's cutting out every like three seconds. Just keep talking. <laughs> be like, you want to run it? And then it, uh, throw it. But anyway, summertime, if you want to get on, if you want to get on some good numbers and some good, how just the better fishing, man. Um, most of our mother load lakes, you need to run up river, get up to some cooler water, find your, find your temperature changes, that kind of stuff, or the cooler waters meeting the warmer water. You can see it. If, if you don't have a graph, you can visually see it where the, usually you'll have some stained water and all of a sudden it's going to get crystal clear. That's going to be a really good zone. Um, I mean, that's a really, really good zone. Like get, get up, get up river, <laughs> um, run your shade lines. And then, oh man, I don't talk about it a whole lot, but, uh, if you're on a lake that has some houseboats, get out and fish around those houseboats. But it, it is, it is amazing how many fish live out, out, out underneath them, whether it be suspended, you know, 20 to 60, 70 foot of water or, um, with, with their nose literally almost hitting the, the pontoons, but, and I'm talking some big ones, some mondos. And that's a, that's a, that's all I'm going to say on that. But that, those are two big tips for the summer. Now, Trent, Trent is more of a bank beater. I don't think he has a boat. I think he's a bank fisherman. I, I shouldn't call it a bank beater. Like that's not derogatory or anything. Um, summertime if you're a bank fisherman get out there early in the early in the morning or late in the evening or else you're going to have a hard time catching bass and that's it's just that simple i will say you're not going to have the one good thing about being a bank fisherman uh when summer comes is while everyone else is messing around at the ramp and you got the boat ramp champs out there and all of the things just all of the 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 worst part of your day fishing is generally in, in that 20 minutes or however long it's going to take homeboy to get his, his bay liner off the, you know, off the ramp. I'm not oh, being yeah. mean. I'm just like, it, it gets crazy out there. Um, when you're be- when you're out there bank fishing, you got to worry about that. So get out there early. You've got like, you know, two hours solid there in the morning, about an hour before it comes up and the hour after it's, it's up and, and then you do the same thing in the evening and you don't have to worry about all the boat ramp idiots. It's a win. I'll tell you, no, one hundred percent. I agree with you one hundred percent. And and this is something I, I'm literally just sitting here, and it's funny because I'm visualizing as you're talking about the boat ramp champs. Um, I'm visualizing the Lake McClure McClure Point boat ramp in my head right now, and I am just picturing fishing off the bank in the summertime in the heat. And, and something that I and this is something obviously you can do off a boat as well. Um, but get back like in those coves that you can walk on the bank and I'm thinking this might work this I'm literally just thinking about this as we're talking about it but if you guys don't know what the float and fly setup is go look up the float and fly setup and I think a float and fly with literally and I, this is going to sound crazy but like a 30 to 40 foot leader or bobber stopper set your bobber stopper for 30 40 foot up the line into the reel and i bet you anything you could catch some suspended fish doing that in the summer when the bike gets really tough i'm actually going to try it off the boat now now that i'm thinking about it because that's basically what those bass do they go out there and suspend so if you're a bank fisherman after that morning bite dies rig yourself up a float and fly and if you don't know how to do it just look it up it's kind of hard to explain 
it's super simple, but hard to explain over the phone. And go try that. I bet you that'll work. I bet you anything that'll work. I agree. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, it, it, it is hard to explain through audio, but once you see it, you, you'll understand. It's a lot. Absolutely. I mean, it's a lot like a slip rig for a crappie if you're into crappie fishing, which I think a lot of bank guys are. So, yeah. Well, that's a crappy way to fish for crappie, but yeah. no, actually, it's it's an amazing way to fish for crappie. I was just making a joke. Crappie, crappie. It was. It was, get it. it was a damn good one too. Nailed it. In my head, it was. In my head, it was better than Nailed it. Than it came out, Joel. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, I hammered that one right in. Dude, trust me, I'm there all the time. Um. All right. That was a good. And uh, I think this is the last one, actually. Uh, what is your favorite brand of jigs and then the trailers that you use with those jigs? Hands down, G-Money jigs. They are G-Money. It's a sponsor of mine. That is not why I'm saying this. It is a great jig. My buddy Trey Williams, you know, he hand ties them all himself, but it, I mean, he's got a lot of guys on tour using them. Justin, Lu- or no, he's got Brandon Polinick using his jigs. Mm-hmm. Several other guys on the tour. Um, just a great, great jig, great hook, great, very, very customizable. I mean, he's got different hooks for all different aspects of what you want to do. You can get a half ounce jig with. Um, you know, a light wire hook in it for deep water fishing. You can also get the same half ounce jig with a beefier hook in it, you know, for shallow water fishing, which is awesome. Cause I'm not, I'm not a, the type of guy that wants to throw the same jig all the time. You know, if I'm in 10 foot mm-hmm. with a half ounce jig, I want a big old hook in that. Well, not a giant hook, but a big hook where I can put some pressure on them. If I'm throwing that same jig in 40 foot of water, I want a light wire hook, you know, just be able to stick those fish with that bow in the line and that line stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, hey, it doesn't have to be a G-Money jig. I, I'm not that guy that, you know, oh, what I do is the only way, What the jig I throw is the only jig. There's a lot of other great jigs out there that will all get the job done 100%. But by but by far, my favorite is a G-Money jig. Trailers for them. Um, and also, you know, when they're not, when they're not biting the bulkier jigs, there's a lot of great finesse jigs out there too, you know, and go look into those. I didn't, I don't even know most of the brands off the top of my head, but they got some great ones. Um, trailers. I, I like to keep it pretty simple. Almost exclusively. I throw three trailers. Uh, one of, well, actually one of them, Austin Barker turned me on to my buddy, Austin. Um, and he never talks about it. So I don't want to say that. Clear Lake, you know what? Clear, We're Lake, gonna... clear Lake Austin Barker. Oh yeah, he's a good buddy of mine. Or has he ever talked about what trailer he uses on his jig? Because just out of respect, I may not mention that one. Um, no, but that is pretty tight, nope. tight-lipped. So okay, <laughs> Austin's very tight-lipped. Yeah, uh, and you know what? And I get it. Hey man, I but I he, definitely but still, share a yeah, lot. He still comes on and oh. he, he gives us he gives us as much juice as he can with fishing oh, the yeah. amount of tournaments that he fishes. So oh yeah, and. And Austin's a, you know, he's a stud fisherman. You know, he's a really, really good kid. Um, Great, great buddy of mine. Just, just a great buddy of mine. So I'm going to give you a similar trailer. So for big bulky trailers, when I'm, when I'm big fish hunting and not, not that you can't catch a big 
big fish on a small jig. I've caught a lot of big bass on just a hula grip. But um, a full-size brush hog is a great trailer. This, that's real similar to what he throws. Um, I like to bite about, oh, maybe half, half inch to three quarters of an inch off that head. And I like to pull the side, you know, the, the two top side arms off of that brush hog. Mm-hmm. That's a great trailer. One of my favorites for a big fish. And actually I do throw that exact one quite a bit as well. Um, I like a, like a beaver style bait, like a creature bait with very little action, a beaver, a D bomb, something like that, you know? Um, and then my, my standard jig trailer, 75% of the time when I throw, especially with guiding, cause we want to get, you know, more bites, um, a lot of people aren't concerned about the big bite. They want to catch more fish, get bit more often. It is really hard to beat a good old double tail Yamamoto hula grip. Very hard. And I'm going to throw one more at, at you. Those are my top three. I'm going to, I, I'm going to give you a fourth one, something to try, but, and it doesn't even have to, the, the color's not that important, but get yourself some like 3.75 inch, um, paddle tail swim bait, strike King, Kitek, whatever brand you like, the Bass Pros are fine. They're all good. Um, if you're around the, the 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 South Valley area, Dead Stick Bait Company makes a real good one. Um, but just just put a paddle tail swim bait on the back of your jig and drag that thing around and see what happens. That could be pretty cool too. Man, there was a lot of juice in this one here, buddy. Just juicy. call me. Uh, You're juicy. Juicy. Well, what was, I can't think of a dang it. I try to try to think of a juice name brand and it like a anyway, dude. I I'm about half asleep. I've I've had a long few days. We went on vacation, which was awesome. You're supposed to be rested after vacation, but yeah, but you know how that goes. You come back from vacation yeah, tired half the time. I know. You just have so and then much we darn a, fun. Oh man, we I oh I put the fu in fun. It was awesome. We had a good time. Fu in. <laughs> Right on. Uh, yep. <laughs> right on. So, anyways, um, yeah, no, nah, man. Did, did, do we have any more questions? I don't think I do. I think that was it. That's what we got. That's one of the shortest podcasts we've ever done. It's 37 minutes. We've definitely done shorter. Yeah, but I miss our hour and a half long talk. <laughs> well, we'll really? catch up after the podcast. Do you really? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm kind of tired tonight. I'm getting a little hungry, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. My wife went out to get uh, some pizza. Diana went out to, uh, she, she ran to Save Mart and go get some stuff. We're going to do some homemade nachos, so I'm excited for that. Dude, getting done with the nachos. You guys do, you guys like the homemade nachos. She must make like a bomb homemade nacho. Dude, it is the best thing. This, well, actually, this she is makes the, a lot I, of great Because you've mentioned that before on the podcast where you're like, oh, she's making me nachos. I'm like. I, if she gives me an option. It's either that or she makes this homemade pasta sauce like from scratch and lasagna, spaghetti, whatever she puts it on is just amazing. That's my favorite. Nachos is a close, close second. Uh, Yeah, and so we've got... That's awesome. Talked about food. I didn't want to just be like, oh, yeah, on to the next thing. You got a good woman. She cooks for you, makes you nachos and homemade uh, pasta sauce. Okay. That's right. Moving on. We're all jealous. It's fine. Um, 
so we've got BBT at McClure this weekend. Um, Ricky Bobby's going to. Are you fishing it? No, I'm not. Uh, it's Mother's Day weekend, and uh, like I said, I'm 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 going to do. We're, we're going on a trip, so. Um, oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. I lost focus on that one. It's all right. I forgive you. But uh, good luck to our, our our boys, Ricky Bobby. You're going to be out there. Ricky Bobby. Good good luck, boys. Hook them hard and hook them often. Yeah. And that's... then, oh, shout out to Ricky Bobby, by the way. Um, they are going to be at our event for Corey and his buddies um, on July 9th. They, they're going to show up. They're like, dude, let us know what we can do. They want a barbecue. They offered to bring their boat out. Um, Hell yeah. Actually, Oh, which one? Well, I can't remember. I've, I've, it's been a long day, but one of them messaged me this morning or yesterday morning and said uh, they've already got a couple rods. They're going to donate to this thing. They're going to get some more stuff. Just, just, just great dudes, man. Awesome dudes. So, guys, go out and win one for us this weekend, man. We're pulling for you. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Like I said, it's only going to take like a three-pounder, and you're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what's... But this is that time of year, though, man, at, at, at McClure. There's almost always going to be at least one big one caught. Yeah. So, well, it's been like that every Guys, time. go there's out and swing for one. Them. It's always been that one. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully it's them. Or the team you mentioned before. I'm sorry. I can't remember their names. But, Joel, we got anything else, brother? I think that's it, man. I think at this time, at this point, we're just stalling. We're just stalling. Well, Diana came back in. She wants to say bye to you perfect we stalled just just she's home with the nacho stuff <laughs> you know but i figured i walked in and you guys were just waiting for me to do the send-off that what we literally have been sitting here for five minutes just waiting for you to walk through the door oh feeling the love definitely <laughs> i'm about to get my belly fed yeah yeah well you guys have a great night you guys have a great night enjoy those nachos all right buddy we'll talk to you next week okay see ya later Boy, that escalated quickly. Don't act like you're not impressed. Thanks, bubs. Pizza's here. Pizza's here. Hey, everybody. Sorry about that. Uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. A uh, lot of good questions. Thanks for sending those in. Uh, thanks to Ryan, as always, for answering them. A great guy. I, I mean, I really do. I love, I love the hell out of that guy. He's... Uh, He's just awesome. You know, he, he takes a lot of time out to do a lot of different things for a lot of people. Um, and then he comes on here and, and, and uh, takes some time to do this for, for me and for all of us. So uh, I really appreciate that guy. Uh, yeah. If you haven't yet, uh, please subscribe, rate, um, comment on iTunes. Uh, it helps. Um, follow us on Instagram at the Bass Report. And yeah, I'm, I'm figuring out the website thing. Uh, what I'm probably going to end up doing is just uh, having it link over to a separate website. It will be the Bass Out Report is the web is the URL, and all the podcasts will be there, so you can go back and look through them. Um, you can do the same type of thing on iTunes, but I know a lot of people maybe don't use that or don't have that, don't have Apple phones, whatever. So I'm working on that. Um, it is a priority. So also, there's um, there's some other podcast out there. Um, bass angler magazine podcast or something yeah go check that out um there's some uh some knucklehead um hosting that one that you guys might find uh fun or interesting so yeah 
until next time see you guys